What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Big Facts No Cap, the most devious show on the internet. I'm Adrian, as always, here with Paul, with another episode of Big Facts No Cap, the only show that's number one with wellness trends and selfish friends. This is a fun one. Let's get into it. How do you feel about the fact that we do this on Zoom and Zoom has a uh, a mute option on other participants? Should we be able to use one mute per episode on each other? <laughs> it wouldn't really come through in the audio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to mute you saying that and pointing out the flaws of my joke. What's up, buddy? How's your week been? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, let's see. My parents came to visit me, so that's why I had to push back my experiment. Oh, I didn't know about that. Well, you didn't ask. Yeah, because what a random thing to ask. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was playing trivia on Sunday, and I got tapped on the shoulder by Pierce while I was uh, hunkering down on a question trying to think. And my parents were at the brewery that I was at, and I was very stunned. Really? They surprised you, like, to that level? Like, they didn't tell you, hey, we're in Davis, they actually figured out what brewery you're at? No, they didn't. And you know what? Before I talk about how much I love my parents, I'm going to give my gripes. We're going to do Adrian's gripes. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. So they just, they came to Davis, just forgot to tell you. They forgot their son lived there. They were going to have a drink at a brewery. It just ran into (laughs) you. That was the situation. They came to Davis. They knocked on the door of my apartment. Tin and I were not there. So (laughs) they did not, they don't know what to do. So my mom called me to ask where I was. And I was like, oh, I'm at a bar doing trivia. And she was like, what's it called? And I was like, it's called Three Mile. And she's like, that's a funny name, Three Mile. And I was like, yeah, it's not that funny. It's just Three Mile, like as in like three miles or whatever. And she was like, oh, that's funny. And then she like hung up on me. (laughs) And then she was able to figure out the uh, address based on that. Well, that's adorable. Shout out to Miss Perez. I got off the phone, walked to Pierce, and I was like, I don't know why my mom thinks that's funny. I don't know if that's a cultural thing or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And then I realized later she was just really trying to confirm what the place I was at was. Adrian, in Guatemala, Three Mile was, that was the funniest comedian in Guatemala. We would all sit around the little television in Senor Pedro's house, and Mm. it was a little black and white TV, and he'd shove it up to the window, and we would all laugh at the comedy of Three Mile. My dad used to pay a, a quetzal to watch someone else's TV in the neighborhood for the guy who had the TV. <laughs> you see, I know how foreign people tell stories. <laughs> <laughs> they let them watch from outside the window, yeah. My, I think my parents know, th- I think my parents definitely know this about me from ever since I was a kid. I hate surprises. I don't like being surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, later when we were uh, hanging out, my mom was like, I half expected you to be like, what are you guys doing? What the fuck are you guys doing here? <laughs> uh, instead, I was very happy. But, like, when you open up a t-shirt that's the wrong size on Christmas and you're just, like, nice about it, you're like, oh, thanks, yeah. I was like, ooh. <laughs> I'm gonna get back to trivia, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> Which is actually what happened. They went to go eat dinner while I finished trivia. <laughs> you're the worst son. What are you talking about? They know I wanted to finish my trivia. <laughs> Homie, your parents flew in to surprise you. You could have left they trivia did early. Not. They did not. Also... I spent the last six months with them, like, like two, two months ago. <laughs> oh, okay. 
No, I asked them how they got here and what they were doing or whatever. And so it wasn't even until after I went to go find them after dinner that they uh, showed me that they had uh, secured a new car for me to use. So I am no longer riding the death mobile. So that's what that trip was for. It's also why the trip was just two days. They drove it out. They dropped it off. They helped me get like registered and stuff like that. And then they had to go back and go work. So they flew out yesterday morning. Your parents are incredible people. I would. Uh, this is why I can't have children. I wouldn't do that for them. See, that's the point I've made to everybody was like, none of my, none of my siblings want to have children because all of us are like, oh, being a parent requires sacrifice. (laughs) And I don't think I'm willing to do that. And, or be a shitty parent. So those are the two options. You can be a good parent and sacrifice a bunch, move to a country where you don't know the language and like do everything for your children. Talking about shitty parents, shout out to Herschel Walker. Have you seen those news stories about him? He's the uh, NFL guy running for. The House or Senate? I'm not sure. He's running for, uh, he's running for office in Georgia, but he apparently was running on a, uh, like fathers should be there sort of conservative agenda. Mm. And apparently it's come out that he's has, he has three children that he did not raise. That's so cool. Like, yeah, three unacknowledged tri- children. And shout out to Lo- Lauren Brobert, who, uh, <laughs> escaped out of a what was it like a golf cart that was about to crash into something <laughs> she just left her children and husband in there <laughs> man shit's so cool it's crazy man it's like it's it's the hit rate for conservatives shouldn't be 100 percent for hypocrisy like that like so stark too it's not like there's not even any wiggle room it's like 100 <laughs> percent. at this point it's odder if you haven't committed a sex crime and you're a republican <laughs> Who's complaining constantly about how uh, child-focused uh, drag <laughs> stuff is going <laughs> to, I don't know, whatever the right phrasing of that is. I know. I love those videos on Twitter because it's always like a drag queen was like literally covered neck to toe in material. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, it's the most conservative drag queen you could possibly imagine And they're like, this is degeneracy. Think of the children, dear God. <laughs> Think of the children. Because children never stick oranges into their shirt to pretend they have boobies. I never did that. (laughs) (laughs) I never tried on dressies and little heels. I never put a pillow in my stomach and went, look, this is what it would look like if I was pregnant. I never lip-synced to Dua Lipa. And yes, I know Dua Lipa came out in my adulthood. So that would mean that I had to do it recently. (laughs) (laughs) Or you were just a very, like, forward-thinking child. Yeah, I was was, uh, hearing her SoundCloud hits. (laughs) I was like, this shit slaps, bro. No cap. No big updates from me. No media roundup. I watched Heat, the 1995 movie, and it was incredible. Blew me away. 10 out of 10. Uh, what was it rated? R. So do you wish you had been born 17 earlier, 17 years earlier than you had <laughs> so that you could have gone to see that in theaters? <laughs> I think that would have been the optimal way for it to happen. It's a movie full of just some of the coolest dialogue ever. There's Wait, a- like Aaron Sorkin dialogue or like cool dialogue? No, yeah, like Aaron Sorkin dialogue. Oh, okay, cool. They're, they're doing a lot of walk and talks. They're giving like a lot of cool, really uh, non-written, somehow spontaneous speeches about American democracy. <laughs> that was a big portion of the movie. Yeah, one of the characters at one point was like, for me, the action is the juice. I was like, god damn, I need to pepper my everyday life with just like saying cool shit like that. God damn. Wait, did anyone at any point go, like, clean up in aisle five? Mm, no, but I I wish I'd been born 30 years earlier so I could have been a writer in the writer's room. 
and pitch that line. I could have still been 17 years. I, I see myself as like a Donald Glover type. I think I would have gotten in there. <laughs> oh, okay. Pretty early. Okay. <laughs> like, a, like a Neil Brennan and Dave Chappelle writing their first movie at 18 together sort of situation. Yeah, I think so. Any new music? You listen to that new Logic, that new Drake, that new... Uh... Oh, I, live in, I listened to the new uh, Kevin Gates album. It was incredible! Should have spent that $75 to have him at your festival. No. Uh, dude, I, I re-listened to that episode, and I stood by every decision. I was like, god damn, that would be a great comedy festival. That would be a great rap festival. Did you have any thoughts on uh, me sending you Phil's $100 picks? Yeah, I disagreed, but I, you know, he has different tastes than me, man. It's all love. It's all peace, love, and positivity here. Yeah, it makes sense to spend $100 on Harry Mack, who wasn't even on the list. <laughs> he was like, I don't care if he can't actually make it. I'm offering the 100 of a advance <laughs> to get Harry back at the festival. <laughs> All, right. All right. Talking about peace, love, and positivity, you want to get into this theme? Yeah, let's uh let's live, laugh, love, baby. Health and wellness, or is it just wellness? I think it falls into the health and wellness umbrella, but we're talking more about the wellness segment of it. We're talking more about transient wellness trends. Yes. So this is not gonna be us giving you our um medical histories or anything like that this is gonna be about paul do you meditate paul do you stick a jade egg up your puss paul do you uh try and breathe every now and then or uh you know all those wacky wellness trends yes all of them try them all do you resonate with uh what's his name like jabuki white something from the daily show he has like a pretty like famous tweet that's like do you remember those like bracelets that like it had like an almost an incomplete thing with two balls on the end and it's supposed to like give you like perfect balance yeah, yeah. And the tweet is like, that's astrology for men or whatever. And I was like, damn, I, uh, I'm not in either of those camps. I am scam non-binary. <laughs> that, well, that was my takeaway from that. <laughs> that brings me to a point I was, uh, I was gonna make, which is I was reviewing a lot of like goop and th- th- that's really my big intro to how like crazy and ridiculous a lot of this stuff is, is goop's take on wellness. Uh, you already brought up the jade egg. Um, and when I was reading through it, I was kind of shocked by how much of it is just like Reddit nerd shit, but with a patina of branding that makes it feminine. It really was just like the exact same beliefs that get made fun of for being toxically masculine, rebranded. It's becoming so convergent that right now Tucker Carlson's taking things like the butthole tanning and just making a documentary about ball tanning. It's all the same shit with a different patina, right? And I'll say this because I know I'm sounding like a nerdy fuddy-duddy that it's very easy to do the whole like, boys think they're smart for not liking astrology or whatever, for making fun of thinking water has emotions or that you should steam your butthole. I know I sound wait, like a funny Wait, but you're willing daddy. to watch season wait, wait. one of Legend of Korra where he's an energy bender, and that's basically what he does. <laughs> that's literally what he does. That was his job that he pitched Gwyneth Paltrow on. And I know I sound like a fuddy-duddy, but at the end of the day, I'm not the one lying to people to take their money. So I feel pretty all right about being a fuddy-duddy. Oh, I feel like, I don't know, this goes back to our astrology conversation, logical consistency. I felt like you were really big on your like, oh, I don't care, you know? As long as they really believe it, then who cares if they're scamming people out of their money? Yeah, maybe, but this is like such a business, I guess. It's more than just like one person 
doing it on a street corner or in their house for honey if they could be doing it in a mansion they'd be doing it in a mansion i don't think they're choosing i don't think they're choosing to be on the street corner i guess so but it, it puts a different vibe to it when you're when yeah. it's like an empire where you're pushing this to a lot of people versus like you genuinely believe it and you're a practitioner of a very specific subset mm. of quackery and do it on a personal level for my junior year of college when i took a course on psychology of the paranormal my final paper at the uh, suggestion of a friend of mine from trader joe's was on sound healing and i think a really interesting part of this kind of stuff is that one of the the mechanisms by which it works to convince people is you obfuscate it so like if you bring up sound healing and you're like you can heal things with sound people will be like yeah that's how they get rid of like kidney stones is like literally like ultrasonic you know like sound or whatever to break it up and it's like yeah but you have to separate it from what's clearly like the thing that says like oh, we can use, like, harmonic resonance to, like, get rid of your cancer. Like, but they have that veil of, like, oh, well, you think it sounds ridiculous, but look at these, like, look at uh, music therapy for autism or whatever. Like, that is science. And it's like, but that's not what you're doing, dog. <laughs> that's, like, it's, yeah, I think that's a big part of it where you can kind of, like, um, I don't know if there's any equivalent for energy bending, but there's, like, stuff for that for a lot of these things where it's like, well, there's some precedent that this works, so it's not out of the bounds of reality that this thing works. I'm sure laying down on a table and having relaxing music play and somebody show you attention is calming. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. I noticed that myself when uh, Gerda, one of her things was like, everything on we do on Goop is scientifically backed. And she posted this article about like a, a device for people with like postpartum like urinary issues. And it's mm-hmm. like a, a device that you like put in your vagina and it vibrates sends out light waves and heats up and it was like clearly the heating up and the vibrating it's just the same thing as a massage that's what's doing the shit and you're just adding in the like putting out light waves clearly those light waves the fact that it's emitting light in your vagina is not doing shit you know what i mean like it's like this weird are, obfuscation are you just doing kumail nanjiani's <laughs> bit about uh what is it <laughs> Oh yeah, the the drug that's cheese and uh, it's called cheese, cheese yeah. and it's uh, cough it's, syrup it, and crack. It's cough syrup and heroin. <laughs> I think heroin's doing the heavy lifting in that relationship. <laughs> no, like literally. And she's like, everything we push is scientifically backed. And she pushes an article that shows that these devices can help with like uh like a postpartum, like uh, if you if you have like a urinary issue, like help you control your bladder and uh like regain sexual pleasure but it's like it's so clear that like you're using that to launder a dumb idea the fact that there's a good idea in it the fact that it is just a massaging device <laughs> if it works it works paul why would it, why would i care that they're charging 300 percent more than it should cost just because yeah. it has their dumb branding on it um so i think i've mentioned before that one of the real recent revelations of my life has been uh, joining type 1 diabetic subreddits where the memes are fucking on point. And then also there's a lot of really relatable stuff. So this is a story about my mom. I've talked before about how she's kind of really into alternative medicine. So I did not realize it was as classic a myth as I thought it was because I don't know a lot of diabetic people in real life or at least type 1 diabetics. Um, when we were in like my second doctor's appointment, she asked my doctor about using cinnamon to cure diabetes. And literally like his like robotic response was you can do it if you want but take the medicine too <laughs> and uh 
it's one of those things where apparently it's really common for like everyone to have like at least a relative or a parent or something that's like, oh, well, I've heard that cinnamon cures diabetes. So just use that. And it's like, no one's been cured of the disease unless they've had a pancreatic like transplant. Like, Jesus Christ. But um, everyone wants to be like, I've heard cinnamon's pretty good for it. <laughs> that's awesome. Because just that really feels Take out a like- big red. Take out a hat tamale. <laughs> that's so funny. I, I, the, I guess this is a bad story to bring up because it's just less absurd than yours, but pretty much the same story. But like, you know how many Arabs have told me that a little bit of olive oil on the head will help with balding? And I'm like, thank you for the tip, but that sounds nasty. I don't want to get my head all oily. <laughs> Wait, you didn't even try it? I at least took the cinnamon pills because my mom wanted me to. I think I tried it once. And I was like, this feels nasty. I'm not doing this again. I also, I think there was a while where I was, uh, from Camilla's mom, from her shop, she gave me bitter melon juice, because bitter melon juice is supposed to help you too. Wait, you took cinnamon pills? You didn't just make a delicious oatmeal and sprinkle some cinnamon on it every day? You didn't Dude, buy some applesauce so, packs? That's so many carbs. <laughs> if I ate oatmeal in the morning, I'd be getting off on the wrong foot. Um, I, Oh, the b- bitter melon, I think, I did not buy actual bitter melon. I think I bought like a, a juice that ha- had it in it. So again, a different like way of taking it. Um, but oh my god, disgusting. And after the first bottle that I finished, I was like, I'm okay. I don't think uh if this is the cure, ain't worth it. Alright, any other any other trends you want to talk about or any other things or there's more to wellness than goop. There's plenty of people that are trying to scam you out of your money with wellness stuff. I, I I've talked about this before. I don't know if it made it to the episode, but the uh morning when I got up early to do something when I was back home and so I just started watching TV and my mom is getting ready and uh Adam ruins everything is on. And he's talking about how supplements are a scam. And her response to it as a woman who loves all of those type of like scammy things is like, so what? I'm just not supposed to buy anything then? (laughs) Aww. (laughs) Uh, I was like, I'm just, you know, spend your money on what you want, I guess, man. (laughs) If it makes you happy. Uh, We talked about the bracelets that are supposed to like center your chakra or your energy. Uh, those yeah. the boy ones always use the word ion. The boy scams, right? They're always talking about ionization and uh, mm-hmm. metals in the blood, things of that nature. There's a big one right now with the whole eating raw organ meat, like the liver king. Oh, liver, liver king. Someone's watching uh, Danny Gonzalez. And there's a there's a couple offshoots of the liver king that are getting big on Twitter right Jordan now. Jordan Peterson. Uh, another one is always the uh, what do you call it? The like uh, the magnetic sphere of the earth the magnosphere i guess or whether or not humans can sense and influence and be influenced by the magnetic directionality of mm. earth which i think you know, that's actually, how pigeons uh home yeah i was gonna say there's some interesting research that seems to show that we do have like the latent ability to somewhat detect it but it seems oh, like it definitely does great he's got to awaken it baby i love that um, the last thing I wanted to say about this topic was, oh, even stuff that like is good, that I think has good scientific backing, like meditation, you still get that sect of people that are like, but what if it was transcendental meditation? Yeah. <laughs> what if, if we all grouped together and meditated together, we could change hurricane paths? Yeah. If you just think real hard. Adrian, uh, quantum particles uh, can detect consciousness. How else are they a particle and a wave until they're observed? That means they can detect consciousness if they know if they're observed. That means observation and our brains control reality. Honestly, I cannot refute that. (laughs) Because that's good science. You're the physics boy. You're the physics expert. And I'll tell you right here, right now, that's good science. 
Every every yeah. physicist says that's true. Welcome back to Good Science Corner. Good Science Corner. I think Richard Feynman famously said, uh, yeah, those little particles, they're basically just like little people, and if they see you looking, they get scared. They go, ruh row raggy. <laughs> When you get when you get into the world of the very 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 small, just a bunch of little Scooby Doo's and Shaggy's running around. Electrons are more like Shaggy. Protons are like Scooby Doo. We're so much bigger than them. That must be scary. That's why they collapse into particles when observed. We're just Lovecraftian beings to them. <laughs> but I mean, you know, modern science is always that it's always building on previous science and fluctuating. So this the Scooby Shaggy theory is popular now, but who knows? You know, keep your eye on the keep your eye on the research. I'm more of a plum pudding guy myself. <laughs> oh yeah, was it that the first uh, model of the atom was the, <laughs> yeah. the, like plum pudding? <laughs> <laughs> I love the olden days, man. This reminds me of what I was saying earlier about like the cultural insula- the insular cultural nature of early science and how I think the only solution going for- forward is change all scientific jargon to AAVE so that no one else is allowed to do science anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to do an example of what that might sound like, Paul? No cap. Do you want to get into columns? Yeah, let's do it. All right. For my column about health and wellness, and I guess I didn't think about this, maybe it was subconscious, but kind of the scammy nature of uh, trendy health and wellness... Uh, I'm bringing an article from Slate's premier author, Karen Feeding. It is titled, My Teen is Faking a Disability on TikTok. Dear Karen Feeding, My 14-year-old is pretty active on TikTok. I monitor his activity fairly routinely, with his permission, and I'm positive he's not sending or receiving inappropriate videos, interacting with people he doesn't personally know, or anything else high risk. Instead, I've discovered something else disconcerting. He's faking having a major, extremely stigmatized disability. Please tell me. I I, I haven't read this. Please tell me it's multiple personalities disorder. Oh, he's going to make some really good movie scripts. My son is fairly neurotypical. He suffers from anxiety and depression, as many teens do, and he found therapy helpful. But I discovered a set of TikToks he posted where he's claiming to have been diagnosed with a very specific disability. He's posting things like, if you do X, you probably have Y. And also sharing videos of himself doing certain actions that are characteristic of folks with this dis- with this disability. Oh, he's definitely stemming. It's what autistic people do to calm down. Oh. I thought Tourette's was my first inclination because of the South Park episode, but... He, he's de- he, that's such a big trend to claim you you have uh, autism and to do like stemming helps me calm down TikToks. I know beyond a doubt that he does not have this disability. I've talked with his therapist extensively as well as his pediatrician to confirm. Neither saw any indication of anything remotely like this in him. I've overheard him talking with some friends before about disability TikTok, and it made me wonder whether he's found some sort of home in this corner of the internet and that he's pretending to have this disability to make himself feel more valid, welcome, and seen. But I'm horrified he'd pursue this farce, especially because folks who really do have this disability have intense obstacles that my son will never have to face. How in the world do I go about starting this conversation with him? Should I bring it up at all? What do I say? How can I affirm him while decidedly not affirming his choice to fake a serious disability? Please help. Father of a faker. So I looked it up, and just to uh, correct myself, it's not stemming, it's stimming, S-T-I-M-M. Oh, I see. I am not, um, 
I don't watch enough TikToks to know whether or not that's the trendy thing to do. I really thought it was Tourette's or something. I think the one I mentioned earlier, pretending to have multiple personalities, is more obvious when people are faking it. And yeah, I was about to say, that one seems like just drama kids trying to do like a social experiment. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It might be a little bit of like, everybody's supposed to know it's fake thing, but uh, they'll do like a whole like, here are all the people I am and like introduce you to them. And That's just uh, an SNL audition. <laughs> you're right, they're just doing characters. <laughs> but stimming for whatever reason, really appeals to Wait, people. Wait, hold on, hold on. Re- just really quick. I guess this is me, like, being an old man about this, but why would anyone... Is that an awareness thing? Is that what it's under the guise of? Is that, like, you're doing a TikTok mi- increasing awareness of what DID looks like, and so you do a TikTok showing off your personalities, or...? I think they think it's interesting. You know, it's, like, pretty young kids. They don't know what's going on in this world. They think it's interesting and cool to have multiple personalities. With the stimming thing, that's obviously very real, and autism is pretty common, but it definitely seems to be a trend on TikTok to, uh, I don't really know what stimming is. I, I, the, you, this column kind of blindsided me, but I know when you see people being accused of clearly faking autism, seems like they're shaking a lot, like they're like shaking out their hands and shaking mm-hmm. out like their upper body. Like, I guess imagine if you got your hands wet and you were drying them off in the air. It's kind of what it looks like. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's a bit of a TikTok trend to show what that's like. Um, And then obviously, you know, like, it's it's definitely things like the Big Bang Theory and the Good Doctor have made it, like, kind of cool in some way to be like, I don't get human emotion, but I'm always the smartest guy in the room. And Mm. to, to claim autism kind of from that sort of angle. Um, mm-hmm. is that Monk too, or is his thing that he's just OCD? I didn't watch a lot of Monk. Oh. Mm. To kind of do the whole "I'm a Spock" type character, I don't understand There's a lot emotion. of USA shows. Yeah, yeah. That's why I think it's that. Uh, yeah, you need to you need to put the kibosh on that. Don't teach your kid to be a little lame internet liar. But what do you tell him that I've been monitoring your TikTok and I've noticed that you're faking a disability and uh, I'm going to cancel you on Twitter? Oh, she should cancel him? He knows she's monitoring it. I think that's what... Uh, he, this this kid has some big kahunas, you know what I'm saying? He's got some balls, like... He knows well, his mom that, reads his messages, so she's watching your videos, like... But my assumption is that she's looking for, like, how much clothes is he wearing in each video? Is there, like, old creepy messages? Are, is, there, is there an eggplant emoji or something in one of the messages he's receiving? I think she's probably glancing through the, like, stuff where it's just him being like, if you have this, then you have Y, or whatever. Yeah, but, like, still, you'd have to assume she's kind of vaguely understanding what you're doing on there for him to just lie and be like, my mom's not gonna think this is weird. he's father of a faker this whole time. Father of a faker? Oh, okay, it's a father. Yeah. Well, you think it's Tourette's, not autism. Should she outcurse the child? That's just from the South Park episode where uh, Cartman pretends to have it. I think there's also an episode where he pretends to have Asperger's, so I think that's just a running theme through uh, South Park. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to assume that this is probably pretty egregious, so I think I'd probably have to have a talk with the kid. Probably sit him down. Maybe uh, do that thing where you bother a a marginalized person and ask them for their time to talk directly (laughs) to your kid to teach them stuff. (laughs) Mm. You should be on disability TikTok. I'm sure there's there's diabetes TikTok. Yeah, yeah, there's good stuff. That feeling when your glucose levels are low and it's like you're taking a nap. 
Uh, no, no, no. My favorite one is it's, it's that feeling when your glucose is uh, low and all you have is keto snacks in the house. And then it's the picture of the WikiHow article for how to prepare for death. <laughs> I said that one to Justin because I thought it was so funny. So relatable. Um, yeah, I don't know. What else, uh, what else is there to say about this? Just call your kid out. Maybe not publicly like I was jokingly saying, but yeah, just call the, tell, ask the kid what's going on. Yeah, I think so. I think this question gets to a core idea of like, I've did some cringe things as a kid, but like if my kid did something at this level of unethical and embarrassing, how you yeah. would deal with it? Because it's like, oh my god damn it. <laughs> Honestly, it's the I embarrassing part you. of it for me. <laughs> I had to raise you and now you're pretending to have a disability. I know you do. Like, come on, man. Like, that reflects badly on me. You're going Marge Simpson with it when uh, Lisa's sad and so Marge is like, smile, because otherwise people think I'm a bad mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, you kidding me, motherfucker? Okay, let me ask you this. Now that you've made it kind of in a, in a funny way, uh, what was the biggest thing you lied about as a kid that you, like, should have gotten caught out for, maybe got away with, or maybe did get caught out for? Ooh, that's tough. Um, I wasn't too much of a liar. Um, I know some people are, like, there's a classic, like, my uncle works at Nintendo and I get all the games early, or my girlfriend's in, uh, lives in Canada type people, but I don't think I ever had yeah. that. There's also cultural stuff. Like I think uh, it's notorious that Latinos lie about their dogs being part coyote or something like that. <laughs> That's like a thing. <laughs> a lot of people, the modern version of that is lying that you have like one of those wolf dog hybrids. A lot of people yeah, yeah. claim that. I love that Latino said coyote. That's such a labor animal. Well, because I don't think they have wolves there. I don't think they live there. <laughs> yeah, my dog's part raccoon. I definitely remember having friends in as a child who had that weird syndrome where they lied about things that didn't even matter yeah. and like pretty easily disprovable things too. I don't know if I was uh, combative enough at that age that I would call people out for that, but <laughs> I remember there was one time where I had just gotten new glasses and one of my friends in class pointed out that they were from the Walmart Vision Center and I was like, no, they're not. They're better than that. And then I told my mom about it later that day, complaining. She was like, hey, those were expensive. I'll show you the receipt. <laughs> Don't let that kid bully you. <laughs> That's awesome. But that was like a really responsive one. It wasn't like I came to school one day and was like, hey, guys, I just beat Ocarina of Time by doing this thing that you can do if you guys didn't know about it. And they're like, nope, that's not a thing. We tried it. Yeah, to get Mewtwo, you have to go into the cave and go forward three steps and backwards one. And then uh, you click on the wall ten times and then you can fight him and catch him. Mm, that's how you get the like the Reggies. All right. Yeah. Anything else? Anything in adulthood or anything? Oh, actually, maybe I do have some good stories. I, I think it might have gotten cut out last week where my brother's co-worker oh, told, yeah, yeah. told a life story. And it was about how he had used to in in college would go to vegas with his professor and they would win money by doing math and being good at blackjack with their mathematical skills and my brother did the obvious thing of pointing out that that's the plot to the movie 21, 21 with jesse eisenberg <laughs> so that's a pretty and awesome kevin spacey. <laughs> and kevin spacey yeah, that's pretty cool Wait, okay, I can tell this story more concisely. Remember last week when I mentioned I had an ex that was upset when I clicked on a picture of a hot girl on uh, Twitter? Yeah. That same person, I pointed out that she had liked a picture of a big booty girl on Twitter on her Twitter. Or not mm -hmm. like she'd retweeted it. And she immediately was like, my phone was hacked. I don't know who did that. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> then I was like... Wait, if you're against mm. liking, if you're against looking at hot people on Twitter, 
<laughs> Why did you big retweet booty this bitches, big booty that shit girl? Gonna be definitely me. She was like, I was hacked. That was a hacker. I, I was somebody hacked dude, me. That, that's my favorite <laughs> of those things, dude. I feel like politicians use that a whole bunch too, where they're like, I was hacked. One hundred percent. That's why it. That's why it happened last month, and I never took it down, and nothing else happened on the Twitter. I was hacked. Not hacked, hacked, but like Facebook hacked, where I just left my account open on a public computer at the library, <laughs> and so someone had access to it. And then I just didn't feel like undoing the retweet. I was just like, <laughs> and then she deleted her Twitter like that day. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> I got cut out multiple times by a friend of mine who was from Hungary and had traveled Europe a lot. And so I would tell him things like, oh, yeah, I have a friend who like lives in Munich. and I think he lives close to like the Bayern Munich Stadium. And he was like, there's nothing close to the Bayern Munich Stadium. It's really far out in like the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm wrong about that. I just he's told me before that like he like has seen the stadium before. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't have said so like con- like confidently that he's near the stadium. <laughs> that's such an asshole way to talk. Who corrects people on that, shit like that? That's that's a bad impression of him. But like <laughs> he did like he would make sure to tell me stuff like that. <laughs> I really like the guy. I'm not trying to call him out. I think he's a really nice guy. All right, piece of shit, piece of shit. But that did happen multiple times where I'd say something about either Hunter living in Europe or my brother living in Europe. And I'd say some kind of small detail where he's like, oh, that's not correct. Those things aren't near each other. (laughs) All right. Yeah, I think that's good. I think we're ready to read the answer. For sure. All right. Dear father of a faker, you should absolutely bring this up with your son. He believes he has an undiagnosed disability. Not talking to him about that is not an option. First... Let him know that you've seen his TikTok videos. Express your surprise that he self-identifies as a person with this condition and inquire further about why he feels he should be diagnosed with it. If possible, find the root of his conviction on this. There's a reason he feels so strongly that he has this condition or that he wants people to believe that he has it, even if you and his healthcare professionals say he doesn't. After you've had this talk, if he remains convinced that he has this disability, offer to have him assessed or reassessed by a new specialist. It may seem like an unnecessary step if you're still skeptical, but offering him an additional assessment will affirm your commitment to getting him any assistance he needs and also remove any doubt about his self-diagnosis. Keep communicating with him and his healthcare professionals until you find out what it is. Boring. Yeah, pretty boring, uh, Karen Feeding. All right. You ready for your call? Yeah, for sure. Ask Amy. My husband is obsessed with being healthy, and I'm not. Very recent one, May 2nd, 2022. Nice. My husband and I were lovebirds in college. We had so much in common. Unfortunately, an autoimmune disease hit him when he was in good shape, and he lost most of the sensation in his body. At the age of 37, he worked with an unusual diet and conducted lots of internet research. He is now stronger and healthier than before the disease hit. Mm. Now he makes his own kale what chips. doesn't kill you, make you stronger. Now he makes his own kale chips, toothpaste, and deodorant. Frankly, you don't want to mix those up in the cupboard. Now he makes his own kale chips, toothpaste, and deodorant. Frankly, I feel like I can't keep up. He thinks I'm not thin enough, while my doctor compliments my physique. To avoid shaming, I hide snacks. Whoa, 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 what? (laughs) That was like a two-for-one whammy of things. What? (laughs) He thinks I'm not thin enough, while my doctor compliments my physique. That is like classic bad partner behavior, but then also find a new doctor. I'm sure the doctor's unless just of course it's like two straight women way. and she's like, "Go, girl, goddamn!" 
What was that thing that, like, I think my sister posted to Facebook once an article about how, like, women don't platonically share enough nudes with each other where they go, damn, girl, keep it tight down there. <laughs> what? I was like, what? <laughs> that seems like Dora Lee as a bisexual <laughs> trying to get free pornography. <laughs> oh, my God. Platonically, Paul. Did you not read the article? Oh, okay. Okay. These and what is she talking ideas. about? Women don't do that? Me and you are doing that constantly. Just the other day you sent me that bee hole of yours and I was like, bro, keep it in tight. <laughs> Send you a snapshot but. of me turning coal into a diamond. <laughs> but no, Adrian, very funny. I think the doctor is probably just saying you look healthy, not being like, damn, girl, keeping it tight. Mm-mm-mm. To avoid shaming, I hide snacks and eat forbidden fruit and eat forbidden foods like oatmeal in the basement. <laughs> Told you, oatmeal's a killer. I thought that helping him to pay for and set up a red light sauna in the basement was supportive and cute. Now I'm pressured to sit in it and absorb health treatments I know nothing about. I'll admit it, I haven't watched the same YouTube videos he has. Had I met my husband now, with all the health stuff, I wouldn't have continued the relationship due to the large differences between us. When I expressed my feelings about his obsession, he threw eBay shopping back in my face. (laughs) This is in 2022. If you're shopping on eBay, why is this not Facebook Marketplace? Or even just like Amazon, like I feel like for housewife type stuff. I have a you do you policy, but I'm beginning to think it isn't a two-way street. I don't want a divorce, just a reverse lover. A reverse lover? Yeah. Hmm. I guess like a lover that turns time into reverse. Oh, a reverse lever. Gotcha. Okay. It's still an odd concept that I don't know about. That's not like a common societal trope that there's levers that make things go in reverse, but... Yeah, have you ever seen like a train where it has like a move forward lever and then a move backwards lever? Oh, okay. Okay, it's a train metaphor. That's one of those things that's so antiquated that like it kind of becomes like mystical. Oh, like the like the winding a window up and down for a car being the like... Yeah, exactly. Being like the... Yeah. Yeah, nowadays on a nail? train, they just push start and backwards. <laughs> Yeah, why didn't she just say, I wish I could press the backwards button? (laughs) Fucking idiot. Well, maybe if she was thinking her nootropics, she'd be smarter. Oh, that was one of the things I noticed that was, like, a very both bro and goop. Like, goop had a whole thing about nootropics and how smart they make you. And I know I've heard Joe Rogan talk about that from, like, a very bro-y angle. Like, that's what his, like... Is it, like, alpha brain, or is that something different? Yeah, that's what alpha brain is. And I was like, this is incredible that all it is is just different advertising for two different types of dumbasses to get ripped off by their favorite celebrity. You just have to give it the right veneer. Yeah. Paul, if we ever make it to the point where we get advertisements, would you accept a uh, green smoothie uh, advertisement spot? Of course. Bruh, I talk big game, but I'm going to sell out like... Mm. All right. Makes sense to me. I think the very obvious answer to this, and I, I hate to keep bringing this back to my own thing, but um, there is a notable like 20% of uh, posts on the diabetic subreddit is how do I get my boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, husband, partner to take their disease seriously because I don't think they're taking it seriously enough. So I think it's interesting that her issue is that he's like taking it too seriously. But I think the issue either way is the same solution. Cure the disease. Wait, no, he has cured the disease. He's healthier than ever now. But he still has it, right? Was it not a chronic condition? Because the reason he's able to, like, stay healthy is because he's following, like, a super strict regimen, right? I think the issue was that he lost most of the sensation in his body. It said autoimmune disease. Are there temporary? I don't know. 
but he clearly has regained the sensation in his body. Oh, yeah, he is. That sounds like a chronic thing. I don't know. Okay, okay. I feel like he's in it now. If she, if the autoimmune disease was cured, if she did the years of scientific research to cure this disease, I don't know if, like, that's going to change his personality. I think he's in the wellness sphere. I think it's one of those things, like, you get a Parks and Rec where, like, he makes his fancy turkey burger with arugula and asiago, and then you hand him a real hamburger after he's cured, and he's like, oh, damn, yeah, I'll just do that. Okay, you think you can break him. Like, the rubber band snapping. The rubber band snap that's going to come right back to the start, and he's going to be a regular dude. Yeah. I mean, she's asking how to pull the reverse lever, and that's the way to reverse it, is get rid of the disease. It's so crazy. To make your own deodorant is so funny, because homemade deodorant, everybody knows that shit sucks. Ooh, yep, yep it does. I wish she had specified what the condition was, because I'm very confused about this swath of lifestyle changes that's why i was saying it's a lifestyle for him now and not it's not about curing his disease he's just gotten into it that the disease was the fuel to propel him into this world so you're saying it's good he got the disease no he sounds really annoying (laughs) he's like honey you've gained a little bit of weight (laughs) oh yeah i forgot about that part of it where she was getting sexually harassed by her doctor and then (laughs) mistreated by her husband he's like you want a ping pong table in the basement Uh, good luck no we're putting red light sauna Ooh, that sounds goopy to me, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know I don't know enough, so I can't say, but the fact that it's a red light sauna, when is that? Mm. Because the color red is like really it's a good color, man. It bioactivates the minerals in your blood. Blood is red. No, it's blue until it comes out of your body and then it hits oxygen and then it turns red. That's definitely not true. Vein. Did you ever get told that as a kid? Yeah, I I did, but it's so obviously not true. (laughs) I guess it could be. I would have no way to prove it if it wasn't, but it's it's not. (laughs) Well, you believe everything that the fucking scientists tell you, bro? Hey, when it comes into a needle, it's not touching air and it's still red. Uh, Point for Paul. Damn. That's because of the color of the syringes. Damn it, they are always using red syringes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Point for Adrian. I think sometimes people have dramatic lifestyle changes like this, and I don't I don't think it's unfair to just admit that that makes you un- incompatible now. I think it's a big sign when people are like, if I met my partner now, I don't think we'd be together. And I think sometimes people say that as like, a, well, you know, you move on and you accept and you change and you grow together. And I think some people say that in a way that's like, oh, yeah, well, maybe just don't be together anymore then. What if they compromised and she made buffalo chicken dip to eat with the kale chips? Mm. If you use Greek yogurt and sour cream mixed together, you can cut out the calories by like 50%. Okay. No, I see what you're saying, but yeah, she did a bad job of explaining how incompatible they are because this wouldn't have to be. She said, I don't want a divorce, but I just want to put things in reverse. But it's like, what what does that mean? You want to change him? Like, you're not going to be happy if you force him not to do his weird health stuff. It's an uphill battle. It's an uphill battle. It does feel like something that shouldn't be a deal breaker. It feels like not that big a change other than the fact that he's kind of annoying about it and is dissing your body and making you get into the red light sauna too. Seems like something if he could just do it on his own time really wouldn't have to even enter your mind that much. But even then, it's still something that uh, takes up so much of his time, right? It's got to be like a big time commitment. People should have their own hobbies. They should, but it's a lot of time. And then also, I think that part of it, like her whole thing about like, um, I feel like I can't keep up because he makes his own soap and toothpaste. It's like, just buy buy your own. It's not that hard. 
Think of all the time you saved. But it's like he's insisting she does it too, and that's why it's annoying. If it was just make his a double hobby, batch of soap. Well, but she doesn't want to use that gross ass soap that doesn't work. This true. He's using the ammonia that he's extracted from his own urine. He's like, that's the healthiest way to do it, actually. Mm. I like that those that's a real rule of three. He's making his own kale chips, soap, and toothpaste. <laughs> oh my god. Toothpaste is another one where Tom's toothpaste worst purchase I ever tried. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure I was just rubbing, like, liquid wax on my teeth for a month there. Yeah, yeah, we used to, that's what we used to carry at Trader Joe's, and uh, it, never, it never appealed to me. Do you know anybody like this, Adrian? Somebody who you find it hard to go to restaurants with them because they have, like, a very specific diet? Or somebody who does wellness to the level where, like, being in their house, you're like, I better eat ahead of time, they're not gonna have any good snacks. Um, I've known people like this, but I've never been very close with people like this. Like, I know, I remember complaining to another grad student once about how bad the food in Davis was, and they were like, oh, yeah, well, I just cook all my own food, so it's not a big deal for me. And I was like, well, aren't you special? (laughs) Oh, I bet you don't own a TV either. You just read for fun. (laughs) Um, but I've never been, uh, personally close with, uh, people like that. I've been, uh... You know, I hang out with Nicole where like we go to a bar and we're both like, ah, you're going to get a drink. And she's like, yeah. And then I'm like, I'm going to get probably some fries for dinner. You want to do some crab wontons and split it? And she's like, yeah, that sounds like a good night. <laughs> and then we do that. <laughs> crab wontons are what like literally these types of people would define as poison. And I love them. <laughs> <laughs> They're so good. <laughs> what a disgusting invention that tastes incredible. Oh, my God. Crab rangoon. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. I don't have a lot of friends like this, but maybe that just like, maybe that's a self-selective thing. I don't have any Chris Traegers in my life. Why am I going back to Parks and Rec so often? Is it because, is it because he's like the pinnacle of, uh, overly healthy characters on TV? I think so, right? All right, you ready for this answer? Hit me. Hit me! You don't seem to be trying to force your husband to join you in your eBay habit, but he seems to have the power or you've granted it, to coax you into a red light sauna, which is currently having something of a moment with its promises to cure just about every ailment. I told you it was quackery. I told you I could sniff it from a mile away. Little red light sauna. Your habits are furtive, and while you claim to have a you-do-you philosophy, if you accept his right to eat and do what he wants, then why don't you accept your own right to eat and do what you want? In short, if you don't want to eat and spend time in your basement's red light district, then take your oatmeals upstairs. Oh yeah, I didn't catch that. She said she's sneaking to the basement to like eat her like cheat meals, but also that's where he put his red light sauna. Well, because then it cancels out. We did not hit on the fact that that was definitely like a sign of unhealthiness. Yeah, that does seem miserable. That do- that does seem like you should be getting a divorce if you have to like hide in your basement to enjoy what you like. I suggest that you apply the reverse lever to yourself. Continue to accept and support his health journey as you have been and make a choice to take good care of yourself in your own way. Health evangelists can be hard to live with. If he bullies you about your body or hectors you over your own confident personal choices, you should find a counselor who might be able to mediate. All right. In the era of the podcast we're in, where a lot of the advice, I think, our reaction to it is, ah, that was competent. It wasn't defensive. That was the er yeah. example of competent to the point where I didn't take anything away from it. Is there a reason why we're very quick to hit all the most cliche answers for most things, but we usually don't recommend couples therapy? (laughs) We're usually either like, leave him or stay with him. He's probably all right, but we're never like, yeah, I should get therapy together. 
I think because I wouldn't want to do that. It sounds exhausting to have to coordinate that schedule and pay for. <laughs> and you know I'm the one. I'm going to be the one paying for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> do you th- do you have a personal reason you think you don't immediately jump to couples? I, I The idea of couples therapy legitimately sounds displeasurable to me. It sounds like something created to annoy me. Yeah. I uh, I don't know. Yeah. It hasn't come up a lot. In pre- Has it, has it come up in previous answers a lot? Or is it usually that people usually have a caveat in their in their question where they're like oh we've tried couples therapy or whatever didn't work or it's come up sometimes but i don't know if i have an overarching analysis i don't know interesting i don't don't know how i feel about that okay adrian third segment are you ready i am ready so slightly different than most of our third segments we usually do a quiz or a game of some sort but this is just going to be a survey of some of the craziest wellness trends and we can just talk out whether we would do them, if, if there's something that we would try out. Uh, we're, yeah, we're just going to do a survey of some of the uh, some of the lists of the crazier wellness trends. All right, and where is this coming from, and how uh, up-to-date is this? Uh, so two articles. One is uh, Goop's weirdest wellness trends, Lee, and then another one is just a generic wellness trends, uh, wackiest wellness trends article. I'll tell you the name uh, as we work through them. Gotcha. We'll start with the Insider, the Business Insider article titled Six Terrible and Potentially Dangerous Health Tips from Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay. Number one health tip, don't marry Chris Martin, you know what I mean? She married Chris Martin from Coldplay? Yeah. I did not know that. Hmm. And then they got divorced, so the joke is that she's like, don't do that for your health. Oh, that's funny. That's a good joke. Let's put that at the beginning of the episode. (laughs) It's going to be our cold open? (laughs) I think so, man. All right. Bad tip number one. Hey, maybe maybe she got Chris Martin to do this, and that's why he left her. You should steam mm. your vagina. Famous, famous classic one. Goop's website includes a short blurb about a procedure called Mugworth V Steam, performed at the Tecum Spa in California. Goop describes it as you sit on what is essentially a mini throne, and a combination of infrared and mugwort steam cleanses your uterus. It is an energetic release, not just a steam douche, that balances female hormone levels. If you're in LA, you have to do it. There's no way that's doing anything to your hormone levels. <laughs> Certainly not balancing, though. If anything, just shuffling them around. I don't know. Like, uh, steam can be, like, hot and it can have some pressure, and if that hits your clitoris, that's going to make you horny, which is going to affect your hormones all right i guess that makes sense that makes sense uh i feel like i expected i did not expect a throne i expected like a hose like a little (laughs) bit more of like a directed action thing like a stanley steamers thing (laughs) so i was surprised by the idea that you're just sitting in a throne that just steams you up should i go i just bought like a little mobile like clothing steamer to uh (laughs) yep should i go try this on my butthole (laughs) should i do a live review I don't know what hormones are going to be affected by that. I don't know if it's <laughs> analogous totally. Okay, bad tip number two. You should put a jade egg in your vagine. Classic. Classic again. Uh, I've made jokes about that multiple times. Um, how many different ways are they going to figure out to like, create a euphemism for, <laughs> for a puss? Oh, this one said vagina. That was Paul's uh, edit to call it vagine. Oh, okay. Vagina doesn't right, sound fun to say on pod. Sounds so medical. Mm. You said this is one where it's, like, falsely based on ancient medicine? Yeah. Okay. What's the story with that? Uh, it doesn't say in this article. Hmm. Okay. 
Dr. Gunter wrote on her blog that because jade is a porous material, it could harbor bacteria and lead to bacterial vaginosis or toxic shock syndrome. To be fair, the overall risk of TSS is still extremely low, but if it does develop, it's life-threatening. Damn. But what are the benefits? Let me weigh this out. Instead, Gunter writes women should use evidence-backed Kegel exercises, either with a less expensive vaginal weight, a tampon, a finger, or nothing at all. Equipment is not required. Is that what that's for? I thought that was a cleansing thing. No, no, it's a, it, you, you squeeze on it, I think. Oh. oh. Never mind, you know what? That gets That's getting too in the details, and this is not that kind of show. That does, yeah, that doesn't seem worth it. I don't know, you, like, I, like, uh, like the expert said, you can do it with nothing, so it seems uh, unnecessary. I don't think you need to be Rock Lee from Naruto where you uh, take off your weg lights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that just seems dangerous for any potential visitors in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you're crushing a rock, I don't know what you're doing to any organic material. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Bad tip number three. Ooh, Adrian, you'll like this one. You'll be able to give us some advice. You should be stung by bees. You'll develop a bee allergy and you will probably die. <laughs> I've been stung by bees. It's a thousands of year old treatment called apitherapy. Paltrow told the New York Times in 2016. People use it to get rid of inflammation and scarring. It's actually pretty incredible if you research it. But man, it's painful. Mm. So is she right as somebody who does research focusing on bees? Is it actually incredible how great it is to be stung by bees? Mm, no, I would argue the opposite. It's not painful. Once you get used to it, but it's not, um, what's the word, useful for inflammation. It, it inflames you. It literally, like, well, that response also goes away after a while. But, I mean, it's like a liver toxin. It's like you're very likely, the more you do this off and on, to develop an allergy. I wouldn't recommend it. I remember reading an article in the BBC about that, like, a long time ago. Wouldn't recommend it. Bad tip number four. You need to get your colon cleaned. Hey, as a fan of, uh, Bored to Death, what, what's the bearded actor's name? Um, Zach Galifianakis. Zach Galifianakis, I remember him talking about getting a colonic and bored to death. I was mm-hmm. like, that's such a funny character trait for them to give his character, that he's on yeah, his way yeah. to a colonic. And then, like, while the doctor is uh, putting him to sleep, he's just like, we're going to find all your treasures. <laughs> <laughs> but Goop also supports colonics. So wait, this is different than, like, a, what is it called, an enema? This is, like, all the way into your, like, large colon, right? Yeah, yeah, I think colonics are more medical, but I'll read through uh, the description. Okay. Probably the most tactful way to describe this procedure is that it involves shooting as much as 15 gallons of water into your colon. I don't think I have that much room. (laughs) I don't know. That's one of those things where people are like, if we stretched out all of the blood vessels in your body, it would cover like 15,000 tennis courts. Through a tube inserted in your rectum. And then you get those really fun facts that are like, if we took all of your vessels and stretched them out across the earth, it would hurt a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Proponents say that your colons are full of toxins hampering your health, and this is the best way to clean things out. Goop does acknowledge that colonics are debated and not recommended for everyone. But still, the website has a list of best spots to get your colon cleaned in major cities around the world. Damn. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I would never have this done, is my take. It sounds horrible. I would sooner get the much more backed thing of getting poop from a healthy person transplanted to you. Mm. Then I would have a colonic. And you can save money if you just eat the poo-poo. If I just eat the poo-poo? <laughs> like the gay guys in Uganda? <laughs> like the gay guys in Uganda? <laughs> <laughs> 
Five is you should go on a goat milk cleanse. Goop recently featured a Q&A with a neuropathic physician who claimed that you can rid your body of parasites by consuming nothing but raw goat's milk for eight days straight. (laughs) (laughs) I would never do this in a billion years. What the fuck? Uh, you know what the thing about it is that also has that Joe Rogan aspect to it is my immediate thought is like, is she not culpable for platforming these people in some way? Like, is there not some amount of like, oh, well, people are allowed to express their opinions. We should hear all ideas in like the marketplace of ideas. That also just rings so true for Gwyneth Paltrow. (laughs) The expert says her treatment dates back to biblical times. Yeah, I'm sure it does. (laughs) You know, when all the best medicine was invented. Hey, Adrian, in those days, when a healer learned of a worm infestation, they would put the patient in a tub of milk until the worms would come out to drink. Parasites love milk, she said. So you're just feeding them. That's what you're doing? Incredible. Can you imagine how hungry you'd be after eight days of goat's milk? Raw goat's milk. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't want it to be pasteurized. Otherwise, you might not get a weird disease from the 1700s while trying this. You won't start the next bubonic plague. (laughs) You know, I like goat cheese. I don't know how I feel about goat milk. I haven't tried it, and I'm willing to. A company, Body Vibes, released a sticker. Prices ranging from $60 for a 10-pack to $120 for a 24-pack. Goop posted the stickers and promoted them as, as having healing properties. Goop says that the stresses of daily life can throw off our bodies. Ideal energetic frequencies. The stickers, the site claims, can rebalance the energy frequency in our bodies. They're body stickers? Yeah, they're little stickers you put on your body. At, like, particular points or just, uh... It looks like in the advertising pictures, like, here is one. Do you see how they have, like, little stickers on their shoulders? I do, yeah. The company that made them also claimed that the uh, conductive carbon material used in the sticker is the same one that NASA uses to line spacesuits. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm which allows them to come pre-programmed to an ideal frequency, allowing them to target imbalances, as Goop writes. NASA has commented that their spacesuits do not have any conductive carbon materials. In response, Goop removed the spacesuit claim from its website. Damn. I would try this. I mean, I wouldn't pay for those stickers, but if somebody gave me one, I I would slap it on. Yeah, I would do that. I mean, I think it's like, uh, at least there's going to be a placebo effect there. Yeah. All right, Adrian, I think we're running up on time, so maybe skip the second article or... Yeah, that works for me. I think uh, I think we got the gist of it. I feel like we um, almost should have made the theme goop more than we should have made it wellness, but <laughs> I think we kind of, uh, we didn't really pick goop articles, so I think we did a, a good job of just uh, generally talking about health trends or whatever. You maybe, maybe in our, maybe we should have concentrated more on the male, on the male health trends as to not seem, maybe we should have mocked liver eaters a little bit more. Yeah, a little bit more alpha brain, a little bit more uh, ball sack tanning. Exactly. There's plenty there. Mm-hmm. It really shows where our priorities lie, Adrian. We're telling on ourselves mm-hmm. in this episode. I'll tell you what. That's the real theme of this episode. Telling on yourself. Playing yourself. My big fact, I think, for the episode is that you should do what makes you happy, but not this if this is what makes you happy. Don't do this <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> My no cap is, if you have disposable income... Use it on whatever, baby. That's, you earned that shit, baby. <laughs> Most of that disposable income was probably stolen from you. Labor theory of value, brother. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So like September, I fall down, down, down below. Now know that the medicine be on call. Yeah. yeah. We're feeling like you hiding up the mill. Yeah. Mill.
take that bullshit elsewhere. Self care. I'm treating me right. Yeah. Hell yeah. We're gonna be alright. We're gonna be alright.